Welcome to This Much Love, a recurring positivity podcast with Katie Hearth and Keenan Schneider. Episode 23, I send it it. He fell asleep to Logan? Yes. That's an interesting choice. What what like factors do you have in place for deciding what movies you fall asleep to when you're having trouble? It's one of two things. It's either one, a movie that I've like not that I want to see necessarily, but like a movie that is like so stupid or I I think it's going to be stupid or bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to waste my actual time watching it, but there's still this weird curiosity. It piques your interest. Where I'm just kind of like, I wonder how bad this is. Or it's going to be so mindless. Yeah. It kind of like, I knew the new Hellboy had gotten terrible reviews. It didn't look great. Uh, but I was still kind of like, eh, Hellboy. It's like, it's my not going to upset or offend you, but it's also not going to be worth really being present for exactly i wouldn't actually want to sit down and watch this movie but if my if my primary goal is i need to sleep at some point Mm -hmm. then i want to watch that so then like it gets filed away into the like sleepy struggle time category yeah so it's that or movies that i've seen before okay um thus logan yeah and so last night was just kind of like if I were to stay up, like if for whatever reason I couldn't fall asleep, what's the movie on this list that I'm like, huh, eh, I would I'd like to watch that. Yeah. And so that's the that's the one that won last night. And okay. uh I fell asleep probably within five minutes. <laughs> that's so that's so wild to me. Like yeah. because it makes me feel like you're tired mm-hmm. and therefore if you were in bed, you would have fallen asleep within five minutes. So what is it? What does the movie provide you that uh, you cannot provide yourself? I think it provides me a way to distract my brain. So is that like, is that would you, so this tweet came out and it spurred an article about there are like two kinds of people in the world. There are people who live with a near constant internal monologue, if mm-hmm. not constant. And then there are people who live with more like kind of abstract images Mm -hmm. and i'm sure like everything it's on a spectrum because i don't really identify and i don't identify fully with either camp i'm probably closer to the abstract images side Mm -hmm. of things and i'm definitely way closer to the internal monologue side of things and so is this like another aspect of the internal monologue um i think so yeah like the it's funny like the uh anxiety bedtime brain um I wouldn't say is always particularly clear or Mm -hmm. or coherent as far as like what thoughts are happening, but there's definitely something going on. There's definitely some noise happening. And so laying in bed, even if I'm tired, sometimes it'll be enough to keep me awake, Mm -hmm. um, having whatever blah is happening, like is going on. And so that's, you know, I think why I, tend to unwind pretty well with video games mm-hmm. um, or why I find it like particularly helpful to have something like sleep with me, which is a podcast 
um, that is just kind of pointless and not really entertaining yeah, whatsoever. It's a little bit nonsensical. Yeah. Pointless meanders. Superfluous uh, tangents. Yeah. Creaky, dulcet tones. Yeah. Uh, that's just made to help people fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that sort of distraction is is helpful, even in, if it's a movie. Like with Logan, it's like that's something where I'd sit down and watch that, and would find it enjoyable. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But it's like because I've seen it, I don't get super invested in in its existence. Yeah, but it's just enough where I'm like, ah, the movie's happening. I'm gonna just close my eyes for a second and then. I'm out. So interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. It's like I definitely have had those moments where um my mind is racing or I'm stressed out about something. There mm-hmm. I mean like I'm a I I get pretty stressed pretty frequently mm-hmm. about mostly work. But it's interesting that like even when I am I have these moments where it's like I suddenly remember something that I have to do or I suddenly think about something that isn't done or something that didn't go the way that I wanted it to or whatever. And there's like this strong urge to get up and fix it. Mm -hmm. Like that's like, I'm a person who wants to take action. But over the years I have learned that me staying up and getting it done versus me getting some sleep, it's kind of like at worst it's a it's a equal trade mm-hmm. um, because if I'm like if I work really hard and then I don't get any sleep like the next day I'm not going to be functioning the way that I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I do get some sleep, like I probably I'll be functioning at a higher level and I'm probably going to be able to get all that stuff done. And so like I've been able to like teach my like to teach myself how to coach myself away from like those thought patterns. Mm. And I'm also like arguably the best sleeper I know. Yeah. Um, which is part yeah. of part of that You're whole coaching thing. Great sleeper. Yeah. Just a top notch. Top notch. A plus. Mm-hmm. Um good sleeps all around. Yeah. And I mean, there have been moments in my life where it's like I've woken up and I haven't been able to fall back asleep for whatever reason. Um, it's usually I fall asleep and then I wake up at like two or three in the morning and then I'm like awake and I can't coach myself back to sleep um at which point like sometimes i just kind of give up and i go out to the couch and i hang out um so i understand it it's just it's like i think it's for whatever reason there's like a small judgment that i have because it's the act of falling asleep that's challenging i'm like no you can figure this out yeah um (laughs) and i wonder why like because and i think that this is like my own my own bias recognizing that like light is counterintuitive for good sleep Mm -hmm. and so why you would choose something like a movie when you do have something like a podcast where you can be in that dark space and be in bed and kind of like have that setting i don't know every once in a while it just feels better to uh have the movie i don't know i don't know how to explain it it's just like just a feeling you have you're an adult you're making a choice basically yeah yeah fair enough that's what that's what I have decided. Yeah. Cool, so. Cool. Well, I'm glad that Logan was able to lull you to sleep last night. He was. <laughs> it is good. I'd actually, I'd like to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're trying something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a new microphone. 
Yeah. Before, why did you get a new microphone? Oh my God. <laughs> Keenan, why? Before we go too far down that rabbit hole, uh, I got a new microphone, which means we now have two microphones readily available at home. Mm-hmm. And so we decided rather than wait until we're either at the office or make a special trip down to the office, uh, we'd try and give it a go recording in our apartment. In our gym jams. In our gym. Oh, yeah. I'm like super comfy right now. Yeah, I'm This super is really comfy. nice. Mm-hmm. It's also like nine, almost 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and we didn't really have to like prepare for this otherwise. Mm-mm. So I think there's, there's a there trade off. Of, there are a lot of pros here. I love the idea of being able to just do all of this at home. Yep. The only downside is that I think we'll take a hit in audio quality. Possible. I hope it won't be significant. But we'll take a listen. Our place is not as, uh, it's not sound treated. And so I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit more echoey, re- reverberative. Yeah. Sure. So I got a new microphone. Um, why? <laughs> Keenan, why did you get a new microphone? It sounds like it was a cut and we, but it's not. That's just, you know, that's how we decided to <laughs> go back into it. That's just my delivery. This. Yep. That's just how you do things. Um, I got a new microphone because, uh, well, last time we talked, last time we recorded was at the end of December. Yep. I just launched my website. Yep. Gkeenan.co. I had the demo produced and my goal, as I talked about, was to, hopefully find representation with a talent agency mm-hmm. in 2020. Which I like very cautiously tempered. Well, yeah, you were being realistic and saying like, just enjoy the process. Like you've right. already made so many, there's already Strides. been, yeah. there's so much to celebrate already. Yeah. And it's exciting to have the demo and, and use that to help, you know, get new work. And but then also, you went and made me look like an ass hat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the biggest dummy. <laughs> it just enjoy the ride, babe. Don't and, worry about representation. Yeah, that was basically and I was I was really getting on board with that because you're right. Like I think it was a good perspective to have and it it probably like would have it would feel pretty terrible to like say like all right, I've done all this work. Need to produce a demo, need to launch a website, uh but I won't have any sort of feeling of success until this thing happens and this thing happens to be something that is also kind of unlikely and out of your control and out of my control uh and which is getting representation but either way i was on board with taking that that sort of mindset Mm -hmm. uh but it just so happens that i got an email back like two weeks after i started sending out my demos from a talent agency in chicago um, in chicago that wanted me to audition to join their roster uh, and so I auditioned and a couple days later heard back that they wanted to take me on. And so I am officially uh, represented by a, a talent agency, which is I can I can actually say I have an agent. You can because you do. And it's really fucking cool. It's very weird, but yeah. also cool. Congratulations. Thanks. That's just the coolest. I mean, I know that like I've been living with this information for right nearly a month, I guess. Yeah. But it's still rad. Yeah. It's dope as hell. Um, I'm saying um a lot today. I'm going to try and stop. You say um a lot anyway. It's okay. Just trying. Oh, Let I... me try. 
don't put please. me down. Please, uh, please try. It'll make my life a lot easier. Fuck but- you. <laughs> I was happy for you, and now I want to murder you. The li- the listener never gets this at all because I'm always just kind of like, oh, I know what this waveform is. It's an um from Katie, <laughs> and so it's just cutting that out. <laughs> Am I the worst out of the people you record with? Uh, no, no, no. No. Who's the worst? Um, I mean, I only record two podcasts, so I feel like it's... Put them on blast! I don't want to put... I, I think editing tangentious is more difficult just because we go off the walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, the conversation, I think, and by design, oftentimes meanders. But because we're talking on Skype, it's really difficult not to, like, talk over each other. Uh... We, everybody has varying levels of room noise. Everybody's setup, like mic setup is a little bit different. And so there's so many things to contend with. And so it's actually kind of nice working with you because the dialogue feels much more organic because it's just a conversation that's happening face to face. And so if I have to combat some ums every once in a while, that's fine. It's not like I don't have them either. I would say you're a little bit worse. Yeah. But I I also haven't been keeping track, so that might just be confirmation bias. Fair enough. But anyway. Yeah. So you have representation. W- Very wild, cool. Wild start to 2020. Wild, wild start. Anyway. So good what times. else has been happening in 2020 for you? Oh my God. Uh we got married. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh God, wait, we didn't say that last we time. We didn't. Oh this my is god. News. Oh yes. my god. Whoa. Yeah, because yeah. we ah. were not married last time. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Uh, I forgot that we recorded on like the the 30th or something like that. Yeah. Uh, We knew we were going to get married. Yes. Uh, Oh, my God. We got married. We got married. (laughs) It's been a pretty okay month for you. Yeah. 2020 has been good so far. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that I've taken all like the like the good luck from the rest of the world. There's so much other stuff going on right now. Oh, yeah. This is Um, it's all definitely your fault. Yeah. So, well, if you listen to to Tangentious, Klein is convinced. But anyway. Klein, shut up. (laughs) Oh, wow. How much do you love putting Klein in his place? If it means I get to defend you and the great fortune you've had, a lot. (laughs) Um, yeah, so we got married. We got married. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. We were going to... We our original idea was to go to San Francisco, but then we just decided the the idea not? was going to be elope no matter what. Let's totally. clarify that first and foremost. Elope no matter what. Elope no matter what. There were no people there. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. Yeah, nobody. Right. Yeah, like nobody. Yeah, and so we got to tell people afterwards, which mm-hmm. was very exciting and fun. Everybody was very happy for us, which was nice. Thank you for your positive responses, mom and dad. Yep. Same. My, I don't think my parents listen to this, but same. Mom and dad. <laughs> you can sh- share the sen- sentiment, even if it's not going to be received by those people. Yeah. If you don't listen to my show, fuck you. Yeah, you don't exist to me. I'm not grateful for your positivity. Who even are you? So that's pretty exciting. It's married life has been, for me, by and large, the same. The same as regular life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a couple changes to benefits and taxes. Right. Yeah. Not even changes to benefits, just changes to like the titles that I apply to you as my 
You're not my dependent, but you're you're on my healthcare plan. Right. Right. And yeah, anything else for you, like on your side of things? Well, congratulations. That's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Representation, marriage. We've been climbing a lot. Yeah, climbing. We haven't talked about this yet. We have not talked about this. So right? something we well because we kind of just ditched Soul Cycle. We did and, and found this. Correct. I think maybe climbing has come up. I can't remember. Uh, I think climbing has come up in previous episodes. We have not really delved into why. Mm-hmm. One of the things that like I love about recording today is that it's early. It's the morning. Typically, we record after work on yeah. a Friday, which is challenging. Mm-hmm. We're both tapped. We make it work. But there's this like pressing need to just be home now. Right. So being able to record at home, being able to record in the morning is a really refreshing perspective. We used to record in the mornings or in the middle of the day when we would, when we would go to SoulCycle. Right. Yeah. Because we'd take a class in the morning and then we'd head downtown and go to the, the office studio and record. Yeah. We were out anyway. Made sense to just kind of like make a day out of it. Exactly. However, a few months ago, right around September, like right around my birthday, I think. Yeah. It was like end of August, early September. There was an article published that exposed the fact that the conglomerate to which SoulCycle belongs is overseen by a man who is a huge Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. And I recognized that though the money that I gave to SoulCycle likely didn't contribute much to this person's wealth, that I felt uncomfortable having this information and not doing something with it. Sure. So I ended up coming to Keenan and saying, listen, I feel uncomfortable with just turning a blind eye to this and continuing to ride, even though I really love the classes and I really love the instructors. So the proposal that I gave you was that either ultimately it boiled down to either we would find something else to do or I would find a way to give back to a cause that I cared about to kind of counter Mm -hmm. the moral depletion I was experiencing by giving money to this person right ultimately. yeah and so we decided to ditch soul cycle yeah after a few intense conversations right and you ended up coming up with the idea to try bouldering yeah and for those who don't know bouldering is a free form climbing yeah. style so you may be thinking about climbing where you're in a harness and you're strapped in and it's a straight vertical climb. You're going like 60 feet in the air, like very tall walls. Very tall walls. Climbing or bouldering does not have any harnesses, any lines, anything like that until you get to like really extreme heights. Right. And you're not in a harness that like if you would fall, you would belay down. You are solving what they call a problem. So in these gyms, these route setters, there's like a peg board essentially on the wall and they take these color-coded climbing holds and they put them all over the wall and they indicate where the start is and where the finish is 
And based on the complexity of that journey, including like how long it is, what body movement it takes, the kinds of holds that you have, because you could have really nice, generous, you can grasp it like a jug, like you can clip your whole hand over it or little tiny crimps where you're just pinching with the tips of your fingers or there are no footholds or, you know, whatever. It is graded on a scale. So it starts at VB, which starts for V beginner and then Mm -hmm. moves up to V0. And then it goes zero through 16. So V16 is the most complicated, complex, challenging climb. That's at least the grading system that we use. There are a few others in the bouldering community, but we use the V system at our gym. Mm -hmm. So that's just a little bit of an introduction to what bouldering is, I guess. Like, so we started bouldering. We did in September. Yeah. Uh, It's something I had always kind of been interested in, but just, you know thought might be a fun different thing that we could try together Mm -hmm. so um yeah we've been having a blast with it definitely so i guess my question to you keenan is (laughs) (laughs) how much do you love bouldering i feel like the last two episodes have been very me centric they have i wanted to well full transparency we walked into that episode <laughs> That's true. with the idea that I would ask you how much you loved bouldering. Yes, yes, And yes. then it turned into a very different episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> different. I wanted a good way to, to put take that. the opportunity here to turn the conversation back to you and back to the typical format. Yeah. Back to something that maybe felt a little bit more positive. So we've been yeah. talking about VO. We've been talking about marriage. Let's talk about bouldering. These are like your three loves. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm being honest, well, video games. Yeah, my four loves and five loves, six loves. This much love. Cooking. So much love for everything. Driving. Um, Sorry. Back to bouldering. So, yeah, I, uh, so, yeah, we started doing this in September. And I think I immediately, even after the first session, was just like, I am really into this yeah um to the point where the first couple of weeks i was just like i i want to be at this gym all the time right i've never had that experience before where i've wanted to go work out <laughs> like mm-hmm. i've i have worked out in the past like when you and i were were like lifting weights and i tried running for a, a week or two <laughs> <laughs> like there i've done that reluctantly uh-huh. Um, hoping to to attain a a goal of you know building up some muscle or just like losing some weight or whatever you know like there there was an end goal in mind, but I don't think I've ever really enjoyed working out aside from well okay aside from like Soul Cycle, so Soul Soul Cycle was the first foray into that where it's like um I can enjoy this I can want to do this yeah and get excited about it but at the same time there was still this sort of element to it where it's like this is really tough and it's it's still like there's um there's a i find working out oftentimes uh, very monotonous sure where you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over and over and soul cycle augmented that by saying like yeah, but we also have cool music that you get to kind of dance to while you're writing. Mm-hmm. And so that was fun. And but loving it was still, the instructors, I think, is part of it. Totally. The energy in the room um, was all very helpful. But it doesn't change the fact that, like, it was still extremely tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it got tough, 
it, there were times where it was like, okay, like this isn't as fun. This sucks. So when I say that bouldering is the first time that I've really truly enjoyed working out, I think it's because like when I'm there and I'm climbing on the wall, even during days that I'm like not doing as well or I'm working on a problem that is really difficult, there's still a lot of fun. It actually reminds me of like the voiceover stuff where it's like I I'm just enjoying like doing the thing and yeah. that is enough. Um and it's it's been really cool to see the progress that we've both made mm-hmm. um over the the last few months with with climbing where when we started the first couple of weeks it was just kind of like how will I ever be able to climb anything above like a V0? Yeah. And now we're doing uh, I'm doing V3s regularly. Um I don't think I've accomplished a V4 yet. Not yet. Tried it. Mm-hmm. Um tried a, a couple of them. Um and then you're you also have knocked out a couple of V3s at this point. One. Really? Just one? Yeah. Okay. Either so. way, but like the fact that we've seen this great progress over the course of five-ish months or so. Yeah. I was really worried because the conversation about leaving Soul Cycle was pretty contentious mm-hmm. because you had this feeling at the time before climbing came into the picture that this was something you really loved and it was yeah. the first time you had ever felt that way about physical activity, purposeful right. movement in that way. And that you were concerned that there wouldn't be an adequate replacement. And we happen, so we go to couples counseling and there happens to be this climbing gym across the street from the office of our counselor. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that was the, the impetus for this is you were like, oh, what is this, this, this thing? Because I don't think I brought up climbing. Did I? No, but I've uh, I've thought about rock climbing in the past mm-hmm. um, just because there's I think the one thing that had really jumped out at me was uh, there are a couple gyms in the city and one um, that's there's a climbing wall outdoors uh, mm-hmm. as you ride the brown line into the loop mm-hmm. uh, yeah. near the diversity stop, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I always look at that. And I'm like, you yeah, know, there's something that looks kind of fun about that. And I think that's what has started like plant, like that planted that seed way back in the day. Sure. Um, but it wasn't until like we saw the climbing gym across from our counselor's office that we started looking into climbing as a recreational activity. Right. Because like, I think I was under the impression for a while that like rock climbing was being strapped into a harness and going really high. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until we started to explore these gyms where it's like, oh no, bouldering is a thing as well. And that actually sounds very enticing. Yeah, definitely. And I was a little apprehensive about bouldering, but for me, I think I the conversation that I was able to have with myself was I enjoy running. I enjoy physical activity. I want to do something together. Right. And so if bouldering is a thing that like entices you, I want to give it a try. Yeah. And it's been really challenging and really fun. I think it's been really great for muscle development. Like I've seen a change in your physique. Yeah. For sure, in terms of the muscle mass that you have, especially in your upper body. Yeah. Which is awesome that you are having fun doing something like that. Right, right. And I think the thing about bouldering that I notice is really excellent for you is there is a definitive goal yes. to accomplish. Yeah. 
And it's not a goal of make it through this 45-minute cardiovascular exercise. It's make it to the end of this thing. I, I don't know yep. how long it'll take. Maybe it'll only take a minute. But make it to the end of this and then try something else. And there's definitely, I think that there are mental hurdles in all physical activity. The most common one, I think, is I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I think bouldering ends up adding a level of at least the way that they sell it. And so the way that you think about it is like, I'm solving a problem. Yeah. This requires me to think about it in advance. And in fact, they really highly recommend that you don't just get on the wall and start climbing, that you look at what you're trying to accomplish and you try and like imagine how you're going to finish it. And so I think that speaks to like your desire to solve problems, your desire to have short-term goals the same way that video games kind of give you these short-term goals in every chapter. It's defeat this thing, right? Yep. The goal, the ultimate goal is make it to the end, but that's not the driving force. It's little bit by little bit. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's the, that was the, the very surprising thing for me of realizing that like, while something like Soul Cycle was really fun in the moment, I don't know that it ever felt like an accomplishment as much. Really? Where, yeah. Like I, I definitely got better at it. Uh-huh. I could like stay up longer in, you know, the in first position and be able to kind of like ride songs out uh and and be more consistent with the the beat and everything. But I don't know if I ever like I don't know if there's anything that really like gave me that same sort of like sense of accomplishment like bouldering does mm-hmm. because uh, like and this is something that's really important to me when I think about something like video games when we talk about uh like of episodes back when we talked about from software Mm -hmm. i play those games because they're punishingly difficult but fair and and getting past this really tough part means that i have improved at the game and it's it's very Mm -hmm. like tangible Mm -hmm. meaningful uh success point for me where i'm like oh the i didn't just like power up my character uh my character's level and that's why i was able to beat this i beat this because i learned how to play the game better right. i became more technically proficient and that's bouldering it's all about how do you solve this problem and then how do you do it in a more efficient way sure because there are oftentimes problems that we climb where i'm mapping it out i give it a go i have to muscle my way through it mm-hmm. um to try and find like just to to finish it but then like once i send the problem and sending is finishing the, in the the bouldering community that's the slang term for it you ascend yeah so when you send the problem something clicks where it's just kind of like oh this is possible and now mm-hmm. i get to refine my approach to it and so it it I becomes see. like you know it's like my my subsequent playthroughs of sekiro where i'm not just trying to get by this boss battle by the skin of my teeth Mm -hmm. it's now i'm going to try and do this and not get hit or block perfectly each time like there's this technical proficiency where i'm like i'm significantly better at doing this thing now totally um and that's what excites me so much about it because i've i remember like going back to the the earlier uh thing i was saying earlier I remember climbing VBs and V0s and thinking like, holy shit, this is so tough. Like, how right. am I ever going to do this? And now I look back at those and anytime I do a VB or V0, by and large, it's kind of like, oh shit, this is not tough at all. These are warm ups now. Mm-hmm. 
which I think speaks to not only your technical proficiency, but also the strength that you've developed. For me, I know that I've developed more strength because I mm-hmm. can do these things that like I had legitimately tried before and I tried to be really thoughtful about my technique and I just couldn't physically do it. Yeah. And now you can. And now I can. Yeah. Something else that I've really loved is that we've been able to bring other people to yes. experience uh. it. I become one of those people, mm-hmm. like trying to get people to to join like, us. Do you want to go climbing? Me. Yeah, climbing so much fun. Climb I'm, not, I'm now like the the climbing advocate. Totally, and I think it's interesting because climbing by its very nature is a sport of stress and rest. Not only because you want to sit there and try to solve the problem in your head before you tackle it physically, unless you're really highly proficient, in which case you can just flash certain things but because you are putting your muscles through a lot of work and you want to give them that opportunity to rest much like you would if you're lifting they're going to be period you're not going to just power lift for 45 minutes you're going to take breaks because your body requires it there's also a highly beneficial aspect of climbing with other people even if you don't know them being able to watch how other people do it so that you can learn certain things before you approach it or reapproach a problem. Yep. Which then welcomes this opportunity to not only sit there and watch strangers because there are a lot of people at these gyms who are incredible and they're just I mean they look weightless while they're climbing. It yeah. is wild. And I'm like, okay, I'm not there, but I can still learn from you. But you can bring in your friends who are also kind of, you know, noobs with you and uh have this opportunity to learn from each other and cheer each other on and also have an opportunity to hang out and yep. be social and develop those bonds. I, for one, am really grateful that we invited our friend, that you first, um, and then subsequently we invited our friend Zachary Hans to come climbing. Zachary is somebody that I've always been very fond of, but I haven't had a lot of opportunity to get to know or to spend time with. He's definitely more your friend than mine. But through climbing, like I've been able to hang out with him more, yeah. and that's really lovely. Um, I think it's a, it, just a, a beautiful thing to be able to kind of develop these bonds with people that you might not necessarily have a ton of reason to hang out with otherwise. Totally. And I really love that it was a thing that, uh, so he immediately fell in love with it too. It was, it was a similar situation to me where it's like first session ever doing it. He was just kind of like, I'm way into this. And so it was really fun to, and, and felt very validating to be able to say like, Hey, like you should come do this with us. And then all of a sudden he is like, Oh my God, I am so on board with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I love finding people who are really, excited uh to to do this because it is it's something that feels so fulfilling and so when i find others who are just kind of like they seek that that uh that's they seek that sense of accomplishment as well um it's just i don't know it's fun it's fun to spread the joy definitely i also have to say that as a woman who is not petite Mm -hmm. i've got some curves curves i get some curves um i really value the way that the climbing community looks oh yeah and the way that they behave yep so first and foremost i would say the biggest problem that i had with soul cycle there were not a ton of non-white women right there just weren't it was a highly white woman activity from the classes that I took. Mm-hmm. There was little bits of diversity and that was great. Um, but I think it was, I think it was also the, the target audience was me. Yeah. White women with a little bit of money or a lot of money. The 
climbing community, A, climbing, less expensive than SoulCycle. Oh, yeah, significantly. Significantly. And it is chock full of, I've seen people who are 10 years older than us climbing. I've seen people, I've seen short people. I've seen tall people. I've seen lean people. I've seen thick people. I've seen people of different races and creeds. It's a much more diverse audience. Yeah. Overall. Kids. Kids. As well. Oh, yeah. Kids are wild. Yeah. They are the best fucking climbers. <laughs> yeah. They just it don't think about un- it. Real. <laughs> I just, there are times when it's like I really struggle with something, and this seven year old comes along, and just absolutely fucking crushes it. And I'm like, that's, you that's s- really cool. That's you so son cool. Of a bitch. You asshole. But that's still cool. I hate you, but you're amazing. You're, I hate you. You're amazing. I'm so glad you're, you're doing this sport and you're having fun. Yeah. And then the climbing community and the way that they act mm-hmm. is really awesome. Like I said before, it is more of a communal sport because of the stress and rest and watching other people climb. The other day, there was this guy that we ran into who was just the most charming, upbeat, positive person. We were struggling with something and he just came in and he was like, you can do it just like this, you know, and and granted... Most of the time people ask for permission before they tell you how to right. send a problem, but he was, <laughs> but I was totally receptive to it and it was right. lovely. And he, we got to watch him tackle his first V5 Yeah, and he, it took a couple tries, but he got it and we got to cheer him on and he was so grateful that we were like invested in his success. Yep. I think that's the thing is that I don't think I've ever, there's never been a moment where a climber. I felt like another climber has been looking for me to fail. Oh, yeah. They always want me to succeed. Yeah. And they are always willing to do whatever they can to help. So I was struggling with this V3. It was my first V3. And this, and it was like, I just couldn't get the start. And this woman came over to me and she was a little bit shorter than me. And she was just like, cause you just did it. You just yeah. finished it. And she was like, Hey, like, can I, as like another shorter woman, can I help? Can I tell you how I started this? And I was really frustrated. I was like, yes. And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, here's how you start. And then I, and then I sent it. it. Yeah. I sent it. <laughs> I sent it. I sent it. it. I sent it. I think that should be the episode title. I sent it, it. Yeah. So. That has been really affirming as well. And because people have to share all of this space, everybody just has to kind of give and take and be there for each other, be patient with each other, cheer each other on. Because if like, I don't know, because as, as, as each individual gets better, the whole group gets better. Yeah. That sounds a little obvious and redundant, but I think it just means there are more people who are there to solve more complex problems. Yeah. It's just a very laid back, chill, welcoming community. Um, and like you said, because there's so much about this where like you're doing ex- you're doing activity and uh, like rigorous activity in short bursts. So there's a lot of time to sit back and think and, and talk about this. So there's a lot of people that are just kind of like, all right, I did this intense workout for a minute and now I'm just going to like hang like. And so it just it, there's almost this sort of like the perception that you get is people are just kind of like lounging around so it feels very relaxed it reminds me sort of of like lions and cheetahs after the hunt oh where they just God. collapse <laughs> yes that's you know? exactly right these yes. bursts of like yeah. gotta get it okay oh now, we now i'm gonna sleep Ugh. for six hours yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and so there's we're a bunch of wildcats there's something just the the vibe that you get is just kind of like 
all right, like we're just climbing a bit. It's like it's not super like high energy intense, like a sport Mm-mm. uh where you are trying to like beat people. No. Um and and like there's a lot of like sustained explosive motion. It's just mm-hmm. all right, did this thing, now I'm gonna Absolutely. chill. And I've watched people who are incredibly, incredibly good oh, yeah. fail. Yep. And I've watched people who are incredibly, incredibly good cheer each other on. It just it it's like it's one of those things that that it could be I'm the best, right? But it's but it's not to your point. It's not competitive. It's like you versus the problem. Yep. And so the pro it's almost like uh, what is that vi- that board game where it's you versus the board pandemic? That's one of them. That's yeah. one of them. Pandemic. It's almost like it's all the climbers versus the problem. Yeah. And so there's almost this level of gratification. I get anytime anybody sends a problem. Yeah. Anybody sends any problem. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. You fucking, you did it. Yeah. Like, there's no like, oh my God, that asshole did it better than me. It yeah. was like, you did it. I did that. I, it, it doesn't matter. And oftentimes, like, if somebody does it better than you, then it's just kind of like, oh, oh this is how I can approach this. There have been so many times where I've, I've like sent a couple problems and watched somebody else do it. I'm like, oh, fuck, of course I should hook my heel right here. Like it, it, like it's just such a cool way of, uh, of approaching that where you're just like, you're taking tips and pointers. You, you, if you pay attention to what other people are doing, it oftentimes just helps you be more efficient, uh, with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's an absolute joy. Uh, and it's one of those things that like loved soul cycle, but I don't think I ever got nearly as excited about soul cycles. I do about climbing no. and we now were climbing for two and a half hours the other day. Right. Right. Exactly. Another, and that's another way to recognize like how far you've come. Because I remember mm-hmm. early on 30, 45 minutes in my arms would be wrecked uh, mm-hmm. and, it, or my hands would be burning and swollen and torn yeah. up. Uh, and now, you know, we spent two and a half hours at the gym the other day. If you had told me, you know, (laughs) even five years ago that I would be the type of person that would spend willingly spend two and a half hours at a gym uh, and And have have fun fun. the entire time, I would have thought you were nuts. Yeah, you were out of. Yeah, no, I think it's I, I love that you found something that you love. I'm glad that it's something that I also love. I'm thrilled that it's another thing that we get to do together. That was the greatest joy of soul cycle for me was that we got to do it together but this is definitely something where <laughs> where at soul cycle i think it's like we sat down in seats and we were just kind of like okay i'll see you in 45 minutes like i'll be here for you kind of but mm-hmm. like you know i there's no there's no real talking um, right every once in a while high fives mm-hmm. yeah i think that it's been an immense pleasure to see over the past couple of years see you transform from somebody who like would never con- really consider doing physical activity for fun. Yeah. Because you enjoyed it. To somebody who found something that changed your mind a little bit to something where you're like this is this is part of how I yep. identify myself. Now. <laughs> yeah, this is me This now. is me. And that we've been able to bring other people into it. If everything goes according to plan tonight the night that we're recording, we are going to climb with three friends, yeah. which is pretty wild and awesome. I'm excited for it. I'm also excited. I'm excited to go climbing. With, if if everybody else bails, I'm excited to uh, go yeah. climbing with you. Same. 
I think that it's great. I think that it's wonderful that in your 30s, you found this ability to enjoy movement. Yeah. I think it's incredibly important, especially for the life that we want to lead. Not that that's the impetus necessarily, sure. but I think it's a great perk. Agreed. But yeah, highly recommend. Everybody highly should recommend. try at least once. Definitely. Just give it a go. And I want to clarify that there are like two different kinds of climbing styles. Basically, there's like dynamic climbers and static climbers. Mm -hmm. Dynamic climbers are going to be people who like leap and jump and whatever. And those are a little bit more like spectacular to watch. They're yeah. just, there's a little bit more of an element of spectacle to it. And so you may, as you look things up, you may see a lot of really buff dudes doing all these dynamic moves. But if you are like me, that is not your style. There are ways to climb this statically where it's, a, it reminds me honestly a little bit more of like yoga mm -hmm. where it's like, how can I shift my body weight so that I can reach these things effectively? How can I maximize my reach and my movement? Yeah. So even if you have like this perception of what you think bouldering is, you should give it a try because there are ways to send every project yep. for everyone. Um, cool. Well, this was fun. Thank you for asking me, even though it, it took us uh, an episode and a half to, to get here. Yeah. Well, nice. you had a lot going on. I wanted to be able to celebrate your accomplishments. Well, thanks. Like, bagging this bitch. What? 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 Special thanks to Jackson Davis, whose song, Same As You Wanted, is our intro and outro music. Check out his EP, 701, anywhere you listen to music. You can get in touch with us through our website, thismuchlove.com, and via Twitter, at thismuchlove. Our DMs are open. Tell us about something you love. Is that appropriate to say you bagged me? Is that what the kids say? I have no idea.